0: This is your Packers Update, the Daily Cheese, brought to you by Packernet.com. The Daily Cheese is a collaboration with the Packernet Podcast, hosted by Ryan Schlipp, the Pack Daddy, and I'm your host, J.J. Leahy. While free agency is about to begin, it's getting nuts out there. In fact, in the words of one J.J. Watt, free agency is wild. Many teams have begun shedding players that they cannot afford or don't want to bring back for next year. For the Packers, that includes tackle Rick Wagner and linebacker Christian Kirksey. Now, Christian Kirksey is probably the most obvious cut that anybody saw coming outside of, I don't know, maybe Preston Smith. Kirko did not play well, and he is quite expensive. Rick Wagner, on the other hand, was a little bit of a question mark because he wasn't that expensive and a relatively decent tackle. All told, the Packers paid $6.75 million for one season of Rick Wagner and $6.69 million for one season of Christian Kirksey. Together, they combined to play roughly as many snaps as one average player, a little over a 1,000. Now, there's several different ways you could calculate the cap savings here, and many people are approaching it differently, but the consensus seems to be about $10 million savings. However, Christian Kirksey was released with a failed physical designation, meaning he could not pass his physical evaluation. What does that mean for the Packers? Well, it's possible that we could see some injury protection dollars as a result, meaning maybe even more cap savings for Christian Kirksey. Rick Wagner is reportedly considering retirement. We'll have to see if he ends up playing anywhere in 2021. Corey Lindsley was on SiriusXM NFL today, and he said that, quote, we're not closing the door on anything, meaning he and his agent. We'd never do that, especially to the Packers. It looks like all signs point towards me snapping the ball somewhere else next year. But if it doesn't work out, I wish them the best. A few weeks ago in his end of season remarks, Lindsley said that his agent and the Packers have not had any talks about an extension. The big name that fans everywhere want to hear about right now is J.J. Watt. The former Texans' defensive end is high on many fans' wish lists, and the latest rumor floating around is that J.J. Watt is trying to decide between the Titans, Bills, and Packers. Now, that story is credited to John Clayton, but Clayton said it's not accurate. Quote, people are misinterpreting what I said on the radio. I said Tennessee, Green Bay, and Buffalo were the leading teams for J.J. Watt, but not the final three. Watt hasn't narrowed his list. The Cleveland Browns are still in, so are the Raiders. He has a dozen teams after him. That lines up with what Ian Rappaport said today, that roughly half the league had reached out to Watt. Diana Rossini says J.J. Watt has received several offers from teams. The best offer he has received right now is between $15 and $16 million per year. Watt's camp has made it pretty clear that he's looking to go to a contender, so many teams obviously are not going to fit that criteria Bill Huber wrote a story in which he mentioned that, according to a source, he's not in a hurry because he's not getting the offers he wants. Now, we just heard $15 to $16 million average. Does that mean that these contracts are not appealing to him because of how they're structured, i.e. a typical Packers contract? Does it mean he wants more money than that? Or does it mean that that kind of offer is coming from a team that he's not interested in? Personally, I have a very hard time believing this Tennessee Titans storyline because... Watt has been a Texan for a very long time, has a very good relationship with the fans and the city, and when he asked to be released from his contract so that he could go join a contender, the Houston Texans did oblige him. Turning around to play for one of their biggest rivals would be a pretty big middle finger. It would seem to me to be out of character for JJ. I'd be pretty surprised. Russell Wilson continues to make headlines revolving around his relationship with the Seattle Seahawks. Per Adam Schefter, Wilson's agent says Russell has not demanded a trade, but if a trade were considered, he does have a no-trade clause in his contract, which means he would be able to refuse to go to any teams he didn't want to go to. Per Wilson's agent, there are only four teams he is considering, the Cowboys, Saints, Raiders, and Bears. Yeah, probably could have filed this one under stupid news or something like that, but there you go. Russell Wilson is interested in playing for the Bears. Regardless of whether this unlikely trade actually happens, it is true that the Seattle Seahawks' relationship with Russell Wilson has been getting worse. Allegedly, prior to a Thursday night game versus Arizona, Wilson stormed out of a meeting with coaches after his ideas for fixing the offense were dismissed. We have been hearing for a couple weeks now that Wilson has been very frustrated with his offensive line. The Texans are still unwilling to discuss trading Deshaun Watson, which of course makes sense. Tom Pellicero, several GMs in the league have resorted to leaving voicemails for the Texans that include trade offers, because apparently GMs don't know how to text or send emails. Watson has spoken briefly to new head coach David Culley recently, but they have not met in person yet. So far, neither side appears willing to budge. Deshaun recently tweeted, quote, loyalty is everything. Don't you ever forget it. Now in Tennessee, 2020 first round offensive tackle Isaiah Wilson, has been nothing short of a headache for his team. His rough rookie season included a suspension, a stint on the non-football injury list, and he played a total of three snaps. There have been a few character concerns. He's been involved in a number of off-the-field incidents, but his potential as a draft prospect was undeniable. Now the Titans are interested in trading him after he posted on Twitter, quote, I'm done with football as a Titan. No further comments. Yeah, you Packer fans think you have it rough because your first-round quarterback didn't play at all this year because you have a Hall of Famer and MVP quarterback playing in his place. The Titans' first-round draft pick didn't play at all because he was a knucklehead. Knucklehead, though he might be, the Packers should consider whether trying to acquire him would make any sense. Now, you'd have to be confident that the environment here in Green Bay and the coaching staff is a better fit for him and could help him work through some of these off-the-field issues. But let's say you could get a hold of this guy for a 6th or a 7th round draft pick. He's basically a blank lottery ticket. You might get something, you might not, and that's pretty much true of whatever you would find in the 7th round anyways. Offensive tackle is about to become a very precarious position for the Packers, as David Bakhtiari's ACL tear might leave him indisposed until as late as October, maybe later. You just cut Rick Wagner, you got Billy Turner, and who else? Yash Neidjman? Several folks out there have been suggesting a move for Elton Jenkins to right tackle. Can't say I'm a fan of that idea. I'm certainly not proposing that Isaiah Wilson is the answer to this. I think the Packers will have to turn to the draft, maybe free agency, but Wilson could be a second or third string backup. And if you can work through the character issues, maybe you can turn him into a longtime starter. He was drafted toward the end of the first round. Okay, I'll give you the Isaiah Wilson one was a little bit weird, but here's one that maybe makes a little bit more sense. The Denver Broncos are releasing defensive tackle Jarrell Casey. Now, 2018 was the year that he exploded. He was amazing. Since then, he's been kind of just okay. That coincides with when Vic Fangio arrived and kind of overhauled the defense. Here's my quick pros and cons for the Jarrell Casey argument. Pro, he is familiar with the Vic Fangio defense that Matt Lafleur wants Joe Barry to implement. Khan, Denver and Fangio did cut him. Also, his production has not been the greatest since he started working with Fangio. However, that's just by Jarrell Casey standards, not by defensive tackle standards. By NFL defensive tackle standards, he's been pretty good. And with guys like J.J. Watt on the market and a lot of teams dumping talent, Jarrell Casey might be one of the more affordable guys out there. Another player that the Titans are releasing that could be more interesting would be wide receiver Adam Humphreys. Now, this move saves Tennessee about $4.47 million in cap space. There's no telling what the wide receiver market will look like, but Humphreys would at least be a more talented player than, say, Devin Funches. One final thing. There is a new report swirling out there that Aaron Jones is interested in going to play for Miami. This does seem like a good destination for him. It's a team he's long been linked to just because, well, it makes sense. One inside source with the Dolphins says that they have reached out to Jones and eh, found him interested. Could the Packers bring him back? It seems less and less likely as time goes on, although longtime listeners of this show have known that I have been at the foreground for a very long time saying Jones coming back does not make any sense. My guess is we'll hear our first confirmation one way or the other after a J.J. Watt decision is made. Regarding J.J. Watt, here's a tidbit from Ian Rappaport. As far as J.J. Watt, my understanding of where he is is, he heard from, uh, I would say, about half of the league. Uh, from what I understand, he is now culling that list winning it down to maybe five or six and kind of honing into the places that he wants to either seriously consider or maybe even visit. That probably will come next week as it ramps up a little bit more. Not saying it couldn't come the next day or so, but next week, more likely. All right, that does it for today. For more in-depth analysis and a look at Packer's strategy, make sure you're subscribed to the Packernet Podcast Hosted by the Pack Daddy, Ryan Schlipp. Keep up on all the Green Bay Packers news by going to Packernet.com and join the Packernet Podcast Facebook group. My name is JJ Leahy, and this has been The Daily Cheese, your Green Bay Packers news update.